Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol and Billy. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast, the podcast that says Yas across dressing sexuality and gender. Today's special guest is Joey. It's too early to introduce yourself because I forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, I'm your trans woman host, Billy. That's uh, with an I-E, not with a Y. Some people spell it right. Not all the time, though. Um, well, anyway, I don't really have a whole lot to add right now, but I'm sure Joey has a, a very long list of things she would love to talk about. So, Joey, if you would love to t- uh, introduce yourself, please, that would be fantastic. Thank you, Billy. It's so good to be here. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> this feels kind of crazy. But I'm Joey, Joey Faye, um, and I've been a cross Yap listener since 2021. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been sort of my savior, sort of mm-hmm. my beacon and light. You know, in times of darkness, it's just the stories I hear, everything. I just love it and did a lot of self-reflecting. So I want to thank you, Billy and uh, Giselle, everybody involved with the show. It's just awesome. All the guests, it's just been tremendous. It's just, I feel like I'm, we're one big family. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. That's awesome. Are well, there any, are there any episodes that like stuck out to you? You know, the, uh, a cup so I'm a couple of episodes that stuck out to me was uh, it was an early episode Giselle it was just Giselle and I guess a sex worker mm-hmm. um, in some other country it was early on in the podcast um, and I think it was she was she, I think she was escorting and sort of in between escorting and, you know, sort of way beyond that phase of cross-dressing, but escorting and what her experience was, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. familiar. Yeah. I'm I feel like I may it. have recorded an episode with them and I haven't put it out. I hope <laughs> not. I hope not. If I have, I'm so sorry. But it was a super cool episode. That one and a couple of the, the recent ones, um, the one with... Uh, Tommy, that was, mm-hmm. that was super, you know, just, I was just living through her experience and just, um, it's just, I feel just so much empathy for her and, and the other girls, like, uh, I should pull up the thing cause I'm, I'm horrible with names. Um, but, uh, do you just say they're all great? That's fine. Yeah. They're all great. They're just super great. And just a lot of their coming out stories that spoke up a lot to me because they're all coming from different angles, whether they're in a family, whether they're by themselves or, or just starting out on their own or late in their exploration or early Mm -hmm. on. It was just sort of, wow, there's just so many different angles and it's, it's not a one size fits all. And the way we approach dealing and, and coping with the struggles, right. And the mm-hmm. stigma of all this stuff is just so many ways to go about it. And depending on your situation, you know, you could take one path or the other path and it doesn't work the same for all, you know, it's completely different, different results. Um, but, you know, it's just, you guys have been my therapy. Listening to the podcast has just been sort of my therapy. 
um, it helped me through some dark times. And we'll get to that, uh, you know, with my list of things. I made the list. It started with a few, like, categories. And I was like, holy fuck, here we go. Life story. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm happy you came prepared because... Um... Makes my job easier. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's kind of the first time I ever did this. And I would list down things about an experience or whatever, but not spe never specifically about cross-dressing and my journey. Mm -hmm. So this was the first mm -hmm. time. This was a really good exercise. Yeah. So, Joey, I, I interrupted your introduction a bit. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, but how do you identify? Good question. So uh, I... Currently, <laughs> identify as pangender. Pangender, okay. Yeah. What does that and mean to you? So to me, that means what I feel comfortable right now in my skin. And right now, it's really leaning feminine, towards femininity. And, um, you know, I don't live the lifestyle 24-7. I wish I could, but due to circumstances, I cannot. And... So I, I can also, I'm sensitive to, to those that are full on, they're living it 24 seven, they're in transition, you know, they're in the process, they're living it. I want to respect that. So there was a time where I called myself trans, but I kind of stepped back from that because there's a difference, right? I'm, some say, some say there would be a difference, some wouldn't, um, but I guess to make it easier for others, I suppose. And I know that sounds dumb, but I've been through a lot of like live streams and, and group chats and everything. And I would get hammered. Like like people would just like just start throwing stones. It's like, you're not trans, you're not transgender. You shouldn't, you're just, you're cross-dressing and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, no offense. I didn't mean, you know, <laughs> I'm totally just, yeah. So it's kind of, that was my experience with the whole thing. It's kind of crazy. Um, but that got me started uh, like on, okay, let me look at what are the different categories out there? What are the, you know, and I've been asking questions, some in the cross, yeah, some in some other kick group, a kick group uh, cross-dressing community that I'm a part of. And it's like, well, maybe you're gender fluid. Well, what's gender fluidity? You know, I, I have no idea. So I was looking at all that, you know, and just started. There's just tons, hundreds, all, you know, dozens of them. I'm like, okay, no, that's very specific. No, I'm not that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and the pan gender sort of spoke out to me because it was very, it's, it's close to gender fluid, very close, but with, with the main thing being, you you are who you feel you are at that moment and that's what you identify as right mm. without any solid anchoring point mm. what i was able to relate to the most like i'm i'm in a very like my journey it's still going i don't know where it's going to take me i don't know you know this it's one the journey never stops right exactly it just keeps going and for me that label just spoke to spoke out the most to me yeah pangender and then it went into sexuality well how do i identify as you know it's like well not not necessarily i guess bi would be the simple one right but mm -hmm. 
I started reading into it again. There was a whole list, right? Whoa, shit. There's all this, <laughs> you know, you can identify as all these uh, different sexuality standpoints. And mm -hmm. what spoke out to me the most was panromantic or pansexual. I'm sorry, pansexual. And it's slightly almost related to pangender in, in where you're open to a broad spectrum. You can be attracted to men, to women to to trans to transgender right you can and and that spoke out to me the most because i do have an attraction towards different people it doesn't i don't have like one oh they all have to be male they all have to be whatever right mm -hmm. it's very fluid when it comes to that so that those two things spoke out to me the most and i started uh playing with those different categories, just sort of researching those different categories around the same time, what I identify as and sexuality. It sort of just came together in one, right? So, <laughs> Back you, so you're working on all of it at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but it was it was a interesting just opportunity. Like I never really read about this stuff. I never really looked into it. And this is fairly recent. This is probably, um, I want to say probably early this year that this happened. Yeah, if I recall correctly. Yeah, not too long ago. So if you went into any of my profiles from before, it would say transgender or whatever, right? And it kept changing like almost monthly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I? Now, now I sort of, now pangender stuck for a long time. And I'm like, I feel comfortable with that. Very comfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It must have a like a sense of peace from that. Yes, you nailed it. When I was able to finally connect with something that that I identified with, it just it's like you instantly answered twenty questions. You know, it's wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, I'm I'm in this spot, and that's fine now. And it's like a huge weight, you know, off my shoulders, and mm -hmm. that that opened the door to further exploration, right? as a person. So that was that was really nice. How did you explore? So explore in which which category? Which one <laughs> do you want to talk about? Let's okay, let's do cross dressing. Okay. Okay. Cross -dress. So hey, we, we, we accept all genders and cross dressing yeah. and sexualities. Yeah, very good. Very all good. inclusive. So my humble beginning was as early as 11 years old. And um, it was it was late at night. Uh, my brother, sister, they were asleep already. My mom, she was already asleep. Everybody's in the room. And my dad, he's off at work. He worked the, you know, night shift. And I, I'm bored. It's Friday night. And like, I need, I'm just bored. I need something to do. Okay, I'll put a movie on. So I started walking around, look at our selection. Bottom shelf was all cartoons and everything, and that's about all I watched. But then I was like, nobody's watching me right now. I'm going to go to the top shelf where all the adult movies are. <laughs> yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean like a bunch of porn or whatever. They're just oh, rated R movies. That's behind the beaded curtain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. I didn't look farther, far enough. Mm. You got to go in the back. Yeah, go to the back back of the shelf, right? <laughs> Hidden right there. And so 
I'm looking at all these VHS tapes. And I'm like, fuck, action. This looks pretty cool. And so I got one that stood out to me the most. It had John claude Van Damme on it. Mm-hmm. Double impact. So took that VH, VHS tape, <laughs> put in the VCR, and uh, just watched it. And it's awesome action scene. I would watch it again. Just amazing cast and action. And uh, But around the middle, middle of the film, of course, there's a sex scene, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this between Jean-Claude Van Damme, the main character, and this voluptuous, just a woman, blonde a woman, tall, you everything hourglass figure and they're somehow they they found themselves on a boat riding in the sun into the sunset right they're running away from bad guys and of course they start making love right and it's a beautifully shot very very sexy and there i am watching i'm watching this and she's you know she's riding him like crazy and she's he's freaking gripping her by the waist and just totally taking her. And the first thoughts that come into my mind that come rushing in the feeling, right, is I'm not getting horny with the girl. Mm-hmm. I see her. I appreciate her like so much. I'm admiring her body. But that's it. I'm freaking getting turned on by Mr. Abs here. Uh... <laughs> the freaking muscles right and everything and what the fuck <laughs> and my eyes can't stop moving from him like 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 it's like they're right there in the living room with me right mm. and I'm like not trying to look at john claude van damme trying to look at the girl some more <laughs> doing it no i gotta look at him his muscular back and all this kind of stuff like oh shit and i'm getting horny there i am 11 year old joey getting freaking horny and I, I hit pause, I hit pause and I'm like, I need to do something about this. Like at that point, never masturbated, none of that, right? Oh. But I'm getting this urge. Yeah, I already got some hints through, I, it felt like I already did sex ed and all that. So I knew, right, what might happen. But immediately I went to my bedroom, got, some underwear, my underwear, cut it up to imitate a thong. (laughs) (laughs) There's me playing girl time, right? For the very first time, like I just have this impulse. I know I got to look feminine. So I'm cutting my, my underwear. It's like, I don't, luckily there was, it wasn't with cartoons or anything. It was just, (laughs) that would be weird. I'm cutting up my Spider-Man underwear. (laughs) Spider-Man's shooting his his web up your butt crack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there I am. I cut it in the thong. It turned out pretty good. And then I grabbed just an old shirt, the print print shirt and cut it up to imitate a bra. Mm -hmm. Right. Put it on. I put it on. I freaking hit play. I'm getting hard and horny and I'm just like I'm I'm the woman now. In my head I'm the woman. I grab my pillow, throw it in the sofa and I start just riding this pillow. Mm. Just yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to hump this pillow or anything. No, I'm I'm just going to just go for it. I just I'm picturing I'm riding John Claude Van Damme's dick. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no shortcuts. I'm not going to freaking, <laughs> that's, 
that's what came to my mind, and that's what I was doing. I'm about to look up that scene when we're done talking. Yes, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, double impact sex scene. Yes. And I can send you the link too later because I oh, do. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> you have it bookmarked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For science. Yeah, it's for science. And like, I must have been a minute and I freaking came. Dang. That was like, that was the first time I came. That was like, wow. Holy fuck. What just happened? Is this normal? You know, it's like, like having all these questions. What the hell did I just do? <laughs> but so th then began the journey. And that was like, I started cutting up more underwear. Yeah. My parents questioned, where the fuck is all your underwear going? <laughs> Missing underwear. I have no clue. You know, what did you I, do with the ones you already had cut up? Uh, I So some I threw away. In the beginning, I was like trying to purge, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was just, but I was tossing it away, just hiding the evidence, just mm -hmm. right dumpster. And, um, but I think like two months later, I was like, I wised up and I said, no, sooner or later, they're going to wonder why don't you have any underwear, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped at like underwear number three and I was like, okay, I'm keeping it from now on. <laughs> and I wanna, that was the beginnings of hiding, stashing my stuff, right? Mm. Closet. So all my makeshift stuff, I started keeping it and everything. But that was my sort of, that's how I masturbated. I freaking just, I rode that pillow. And that was it. You know, mm. it wasn't me, just a boy opening magazines or whatever, right? And jacking off. No, it wasn't. That. No magazines you found in the woods on the couch. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. No, it wasn't any of that. In fact, because of that, that double impact movie, I started looking for other scenes. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so you have a list. I have a list. In fact, I have a I have a blog, and I I wrote a uh, an article like on the movies that. <laughs> oh, that I freaking simulated in my mind, right? Me being the girl and whoever the character was, that's who I was, uh, you know, getting it on with. So that was that was the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah. You know, pretty much from 11 all the way through 14, I was doing that. That was my exploration. And that was my extent of cross-dressing, right? It was just my cut, cut up stuff. Did it evolve from that? Yes. I eventually wanted like the real thing, right? But like how? This was like pre-internet days. This is like mm -hmm. mid 90s and I don't know what to do. You know, <laughs> who do I ask? Where do I go, right? Where do you go? Where do you get it? Exactly. How am I going to get this stuff without getting freaking, you know, asked questions and whatever. So, and I was chicken. I wasn't going to go to the store and buy whatever. Um, but that was that was my sort of experience. Now, I will say I got so desperate. I got so desperate. And I don't know why I did this. It was out of desperation. <laughs> we lived in an apartment building. Okay. And I, I was like, I, I was, I went to pick up my mom's, my mom had laundry. She said, pick it up, you know, and I went over there. I picked it up and I saw this basket, basket of laundry. Didn't belong to us. Uh -oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to get flag about this. Whoever, whoever that was, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> it was vital to your development. It was vital. It, so it, it contributed. And I fucking saw a one-piece lingerie. Fuck. It was purple with sparkly glitter and all this kind of stuff. I took it. I freaking took it. And I'm like, I... Yeah, I got my mom's laundry and I fucking I grabbed it and ran. You know, to my <laughs> that was my very first uh, theft. <laughs> so, so there's a bit more. Uh, no, well, no, that was the first one. The other one was uh, was a stupid uh, dare dare prank or whatever mm. uh, with school, but uh, but that was yeah. So I, I took that and freaking wore it like so many times i lost count it was like that was my dress you know it wasn't a full dress it was just it was this one piece you know lingerie but i loved it it was purple and i took care of it and all that kind of stuff and i constantly prayed and say you know <laughs> i'm sorry whoever this belonged to <laughs> like i'm so sorry but i feel so good <laughs> and i eventually i ended up um i Late at night, I wore it, and I just wanted to feel just how it would be like to sleep in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I fucking, I wore it and fell asleep. And my, everybody's asleep, but my dad works the late night shift. Mm. Yeah. So this is where, this is where I got caught. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And a lot of questions came after that. It was like, he, he must have came like, four o'clock in the morning or whatever and you know he his thing is he always checks my mom and then he checks the kids right and so he walked into the boys room it was me and my brother he had bunk beds my brother was in the lower bed there i was upstairs in full glory fucking in my purple <laughs> lingerie and my dad like i hear somebody coming in and i'm like oh fuck uh -oh. yeah, and I wasn't fully blanketed, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, wow, you know. So, like, yeah, I can understand my dad. You know, he he got curious and sort of opened the blanket. It was like, okay, closed it, right? Yeah, and uh. yeah, I walk and I hear him waking up my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, very awkward and whatever. The funny thing was, um, he never asked me about it. Oh. Yeah. They never confronted at all? He, he left that to my mom. Oh, okay. I don't know why to this day, right? And I don't even know how he feels about that. But my mom, she did the interrogation. Like, where did you get this? Where did you get that? Right? What were you doing with that? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My excuse at the time was I found it in the laundry and I took it and I was just, I was curious. I wanted to wear it and that was it. And, but she told me like, your dad doesn't want to see you do that stuff ever again. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was pretty much how she left me and she she made me get it right and give it to her and um, she did a, she did a full sweep of the closet 
and found my cut up stuff. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And it was like, she put it in a, a bag, everything and said, that's enough. Your dad's pissed off and just, you know, right. And it was like, and I got it. You know, my dad, he was, he's in the, he was in the military. So he was very strict, right. Very limiting. Uh, what I could do, I couldn't even like go out to dances and stuff. That's how strict it was. Um, yeah, not even after school clubs, none of that. Like I had to, soon as school was over, I had to go home, and he wanted to he he wanted to see us do our homework. And after that, it was like a regiment of chores. Like he literally had days of, you know, me, my brother alternating. Right, my sister was too young at the time, but that's how it was. Right, so that was the very first time I was, it was forced purge yeah how did yeah. that feel it felt i felt like i did something wrong right like it wasn't right um but at the same time i felt like like nobody's talking to me mm. yeah like nobody's asking about what's going on right so i felt lost and I also felt, this is very important, I felt like I couldn't really approach my dad or my mom about these things mm. from that day forward that was instilled in me. Because through those actions, I was like, okay, this is something not to be talked about. This is something that I should be ashamed about, right? Mm -hmm. And from that day on, yeah, that's, that's how it was. So I sort of shut up my doors, kept it under wraps, and I still, yeah, I still snuck around because I couldn't resist the impulse, right? So, yeah, I continued very sparingly. <laughs> I cut cut up another underwear and shirt and whatever and really hit it really good. Like Nobody's was going to catch me. Nobody was going to throw that away anymore. <laughs> I did not steal from laundry anymore. No, did not do that. But I did miss my purple one-piece lingerie. <laughs> Is that yeah. your one-piece that you wish you had, like? From like your whole life that should be framed and on my wall <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, a jersey you should have yeah, right, autograph, right. You autograph yeah. by somebody yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah no that was that was sort of you know that was the sad part but my you know my parents didn't handle the situation differently right how that played into the rest of my life i don't know you know i'm still figuring it out but i wish we had discussion about it and I wish my parents were a little bit more open. Have you talked with them since? No, no. One, well, the way I take that back, uh, one time I tried to bring it up with my mom, um, but she she literally walked out the room. We're not having this talk. Walked out the room and that was it. And, and then she came back and said, and if you do that again, I'm telling your dad and he's not gonna like it. Hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was like, just solid wall, right? There was no going through, no discussion. Mm. And that really sucked. That really sucked. Um, but, you know, after, after that, you know, and that was sort of, I was already 14 at the time when that happened, when I got caught. And when that happened, um, there was a death in the family. Um. Yeah. And when that happened, the family decided to move from the country. So we moved from California 
to the Philippines, my mom's country. And I was 15, right? And that was a freaking just shock culturally, just everything, right? I didn't know how to speak the language. My mom never taught me. <laughs> Who's my relatives over there? What What the hell? Okay, but we're moving, I guess, to save the family because we weren't really a family anymore where we mm-hmm. were. Just too many memories, too many memories. And it was hard for my parents, hard for me and my brother too. And um, it was my sister that passed away. Um, yeah, very young. And, so sorry. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, but we, we moved and yeah, sure enough, started a new life over there. You know, it was like, okay, I did lose a summer because their system with school was different. <laughs> Little did I know. So school was, we just ended school here. Like literally the last day of school, I, I think I was, let's see, 10th grade, last day of 10th grade, went home and I see this freaking container truck parked out in the in the parking lot in front of the apartment building. Didn't think it was mine, but <laughs> or we had anything to do with it. My dad came out of the container. Oh, no. Yeah. We're moving. Get your stuff, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the heck of a thing to just spring on somebody. Yeah. The, the, my dad started that way. Right. Especially at that age, because like you think you'd be like starting to like think about college yeah. maybe and like friends, um, friends yeah all that kind of stuff it that was a freaking shocker but dad being dad you know you can't argue with him he's got the say and we were sort of um sort of made to to be that way right to no he he lays the rules and we follow and that's what we did and like i went home and yeah sure enough like half the shit was boxed up my brother was there already and he was packing his stuff and i was like okay here we go you know packing up and like not didn't have a chance to say bye to my friends or any of that yeah yeah so that was that was a tough one and um i think it was two days from the last day of school, that's when we moved. It was very fast. Like we just, just enough to pack up and move. And when we got there, right away, we were getting uniforms. What? Mom said, you need uniforms for school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we got three months, right? <laughs> I'm thinking of summer break, right? Mm-hmm. And everything. No, school starts here in June. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh no! Bad enough for moving. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, I lost that summer, <laughs> my tenth grade summer. Um, but but then it was like I felt like Harry Potter because I met <laughs> met these just new people, new faces, family, relatives, mm-hmm. right? So that distracted me. Mm-hmm. That distracted me. The thoughts of cross dressing never came. It came back, but sort of in spurts, right? Because I was so distracted with all this other stuff going on, um, moving, meeting new family, trying to assimilate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and be part of that community. Um, so it slowed down the whole that whole exploration, even sexually, completely, just completely, just, okay, I'm gonna have to put that in the back burner for now. Um, 
and it did come back <laughs> eventually like there's no way i'm gonna hide that no no late at night one day you know uh, so i was there for eight years from wow. 1998 to 2005 yeah so um did when i when we went there the grading equivalency is completely different so i skipped like i was in the 10th grade here so you have two more grades you got 11th grade and 12th grade right mm -hmm. when i went there it was like yeah you're in your last year of high school here oh okay okay <laughs> so that means i'm gonna be in college when i'm just not even 16 is that what's gonna yeah okay sure <laughs> yeah okay all right that's how it's gonna be that's how it's gonna be i trust you guys so um so i did my last year of high school there and straight into college so in 1999 i was in college there i wow. am 15 about to go to 16. um and that's when sort of the exploring started to begin because there's there's a community in the philippines there you know at that time it was more um it was more what's the term what's the showgirl the um Oh shoot! I'm hitting. I'm can't remember. Uh, cross dressing, but they're they're sort of. It's a show. Uh, like a drag show. Drag show. There you go. <laughs> what oh, the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Total blank. So it was. It's more drag show stuff, right? Mm. And there was a lot of that going on on TV on a local, right? So I started looking into that stuff, and that it just fed my brain again, right? I was like, oh, yeah, there was that. I was doing that before we moved and <laughs> before I got caught. Um, maybe I should play some more. And so through friends in college and everything, I was sort of exposed to the gay community, right, and all that kind of stuff. So I got to explore without the, my dad's eyes, right, because in college, you're in college. You, you, parents aren't going to follow you there. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> so I got to explore. I had a little bit of freedom, not too much, but just enough to sort of get a taste, right? Mm -hmm. Went into a few drag drag shows, right? Got a taste of that. Um, and eventually, like, okay, I got to do this again. I can't, I can't get this out of my mind. So... Um, very dense population where we lived there in the Philippines. So it was like, it was no problem. I can go to the freaking market and buy these girl clothes and nobody's going to know whatever. And that's what mm -hmm. I did. So I started getting girly clothes for myself um, and hiding them very well and uh, just dressing up there, you know, and it was between school and everything. You can only do so much. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I did what I could played when I could. Right didn't really play with anybody else it was just sort of by myself and stuff and um but the thoughts came into me right I, you know i started in my later years in college like i mm, <laughs> okay i'm kissing the girl it's not doing it for me i'm where I'm, are you jean claude yeah. van damme yeah right exactly like where are you jean claude I even van damme get yeah, over I, here do the splits for me yeah and <laughs> Do the splits and, on my face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh my god, splits on my face. Fuck. And then to the fantasy. <laughs> but so you know, I 
And I hooked up with the girl to sort of see, well, maybe I'm not giving the other side the chance, right? So I hooked up with the girl. It wasn't a serious thing. It was more just sexual, right? And yeah, we were we were having fun and everything, but it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me, mm-hmm. right? It just didn't feel. Mm, I'm, it's not doing it for me. I'm just not getting as aroused, right? She's super attractive and everything, but it wasn't. I was getting more turned on by guys. That's I, that much. That much was clear, mm-hmm. and I just could not stop the fantasies, right? And um, but that's all I could do. I just fantasized and everything. And, you know, I it was hard enough being in a different country that you know you weren't you weren't born there or anything. Yeah, I look Filipino, but I'm not. You know, I was born raised in California. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it's it's different. And, you know, no matter how much I try. So I couldn't go far enough into that sexual exploration. So put that on pause. And in 2000, you know, graduated 2005, came back to California by myself. Um, and that was that was the beginning of craziness, like in a good way, because I was alone. I was like, had my own apartment and sort of, Okay, sex toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go online. Whatever. Okay, I want that dick. I want that uh, lube. Yeah, we need lube. But let's. <laughs> I'll take five of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Need get extra. Yes, get extra. Right and uh, blow up doll. Sure, let's do the blow up doll. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, lingerie. Let's do it. Freaking. I freaking just went nuts, mm-hmm. crazy, and it was a lot of fun because I got to do things just never had the freedom to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that 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 fed the fantasy more. Like I need to bring this, like I need to experience this in real life, not just me. And I knew the girls weren't doing it for me, so where do I go? I start going Craigslist. You remember Craigslist? Oh, I do remember Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Casual yeah. encounters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> No, I loved going on there and read. I, I was too always too scared to do anything, but I loved reading them. They're so fun to read through, right? And and you go through the what was it called? It was like the personals, right? But they yeah. weren't really. They're like sexual advances, pretty much. Like oh yeah, right yeah. No, I'm a male looking for a male. I'm I'm a female looking for whatever, right? And whatever you're looking for, they had categories for it and everything. And so I freaking I put a post up, just a simple picture of myself with. Uh, just one of my, you know, panties and bra and from the back, right? Just showing it off and freaking email just, okay, whoa, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, how, how do I even begin? Where do, who do I even begin like questioning, right? And whatever. But there was this one, this one guy sort of, hey, um, super shy, um, never done this before and whatever. But very curious. I like how you look and all this kind of stuff. I'll be really discreet and everything. Maybe we can experiment together. That that right there, that phrase, experiment together, was sort of, that's what did it for me. It was like, yeah, well, I'm sort of experimenting. So we're not taking each other too serious, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was stupid. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I gave him my address. I would not do that again. Next time I'd get a hotel or whatever, right? But that didn't amount to anything. I never saw him again after that first experience. But just looking back, I would not do that again, right? Some random stranger, invite him over. 
Um, but we hooked up and he was super shy, just freaking, he was nervous as fuck, but I was confident as hell. <laughs> and wow. I, I took advantage of that. I freaking danced, you know, I had just this lingerie thing that I wore, uh, you know, two pieces and everything did not have long hair. It was short. It was still short, but I was dancing. I gave him a lap dance. He got, you know, that was just rocking it. Right. All these things I learned from movies, <laughs> rated our movies. Um, one of them, true lies, Jamie Lee Curtis. You remember that scene? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> learned a lot from that one. And yeah, and he was nervous as fuck. So, you know, I finally he holds me. I go on top of him and he freaking like we, we barely just did anything. And he explodes mm. and I feel it like just, you know, shoot on my leg and everything. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and he's breathing heavily. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, like. <laughs> It was so funny, but, um, but then he cleaned up and everything, you know, and he was like rushing, like, like he had just done something wrong, right? <laughs> it was, he dressed up and everything and right away, you know, completely avoided eye contact. I'm like, are you okay? You so embarrassed. Right. He said, and he just like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. And before, <laughs> freaking, like that's it. Yeah. He right before he closed the door, he peeked in a little bit. Thanks. You know, <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> that was really funny. That was so funny. Um, but that was a cool, you know, that was kind of a fun first experience. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the second experience is that's what hooked me. Um, so I Craigslist again, uh, not immediately, you know, I waited like probably three months before, after the first one Craigslist again. And this guy got my attention and didn't live too far. And he was offering his place, which was, I'm already thinking about this, like my mistakes from the first one. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not inviting them over. What if it's a bad, you know, <laughs> some bad elements or whatever. No, I'm not going to do that. So he opened up his doors, like, come over, right? Feel comfortable. We'll talk first and whatever. And I go over and, you know, had dressed up already and just put my boy clothes over. Um, got to his place, talked, started kissing. And, like, this guy was like, okay, this guy has experience, right? He's he's doing a lot more, and I'm getting freaking turned on. Like, this is, this is it. And... Um, you know, we, he starts undressing me and everything. And we're just, we're just going at it and we go all the way. And I'm not going to get into the crazy details of that, but oh. yeah, well, okay. We'll, we'll say that for another time. Yeah, we'll say that for, yeah, we'll say that for another Okay. No, okay. I'll give you a little bit of detail. Okay. A little bit. If it's allowed, is it allowed, Billy? Yeah. It's allowed. Okay. All right. Whatever you're comfortable sharing. Okay. That's, all right. That's... So if, we do the doggy thing, the missionary thing, all the good and fun. But one thing that got me was he said, stand up and like, just stand between the door, like under the door frame, like to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing up there and he takes me from behind in standing position, right? Legs spread. My arms are just holding the frames on either side. And we're at it for like 20 minutes right there. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was just like passionate because he could kiss me from behind. Right. And sometimes I would twist and kiss him and he's holding me every because you're standing. You're not like you don't have the obstacle of a bed. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's feeling me freaking everywhere. And I'm feeling him under over. Right. I'm like your head, your ears, you know, and he's doing the same to me. And freaking I must have came twice there. Oh, wow. That, yeah. And and that was sort of the first time I experienced hands-free. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The second one was hands-free because he was just feeling me and doing me. And the second one was like, fuck. I didn't know that was possible. You know? Have and, you mastered the art of hands-free? Yeah. Then? And there's a term for it, right? It was, And I didn't know it on, then, but later on, it, yeah, they call it sissygasm. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call it. But hands free. But that was that was amazing. And from I was addicted. And I was like, I need more of this. This is good. And uh, but that's when I knew. That sort of that solidified it. Yeah, not into girls, into guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's that. Nothing I can do about that. <laughs> that's Joey. But um but from then on, I got more daring. I started, oh. yeah. I started visiting. Like, I who else is out there, right? <laughs> so I wasn't gonna. I I was still chicken shit to go into like local bars or whatever or clubs. So I went to the next place available, the bathhouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the the next logical. Choice. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, there it is. There's there's this local gay bathhouse. Um, so I'm in San Jose. And it's not there anymore, but it's there. It was there at the time and went there and everybody's freaking naked. And it's like, I'm in fucking heaven, right? There's all these dicks hanging out and I'm going to have my dick hang out and nobody's going to care. And we're going to go, right? So we go. And at first I didn't think there was anything going on. Like I, like I literally legitimately thought this was just a bathhouse. People got in the pool, people, whatever. Mm -hmm. And no, I, I, I rented a little room so I can have some privacy, but then I wanted to, okay, I'm going to go to the steam. I'm going to get it, take a shower, whatever. I got my shower, went to the steam room. And that's where I saw like, holy fuck, there's shit happening. There's things happening here. <laughs> people sucking each other off. There's fucking uh, that corner. There's, two on one what <laughs> and i'm there just very quiet very you know shy <laughs> just whatever i still have my towel covering me right mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's this guy comes next to me right starts touching my leg and i'm like okay this is how it starts you know <laughs> so i take out my towel so that's like okay i'm inviting now right mm -hmm. He looked good, you know, he was hot, he had muscles and stuff. I'm a sucker for muscles. Thank you, John Claude. And <laughs> he started it and, and we, you know, he's, he goes down on me and we're just, we're, we're joining the festivities pretty much at the steam, mm -hmm. at the steam room, right? And that was the beginning of many adventures in that bathhouse. Yeah. And I, yeah public sex yeah okay i can i'm digging it i mean he's turning me on that other people are fucking watching me 
and and I can do the same, right? Because the mm-hmm. others watching was entertaining too. That was kind of cool because I learned a lot of stuff, also. So, so that was my um, public sex exploration, <laughs> the bathhouse. Um, Are you still I'm- a a, ba- a bathhouse um, frequent visitor? Maybe not that I one. Wish, I wish you know um, on the punch I card. I. <laughs> Oh, the punch! Yes, every, no, you're every right. Every fifth is free. You're right. They had they kept did a they? <laughs> they did keep a record, and it's like uh, at the end of the month, if you went here so many times, right, they would pay for one. <laughs> they had I a mean, sub club. I, think I, I did it, but you had to go so many times in a single month, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I, I was only able to do it once. Right? Uh... I wish I could go more, but yeah, I was only able to do it once. But that was kind of a cool, cool bonus there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they closed down during COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. So that sort of that sort of slowed down the public sex scene for me. And then, um, but there's others. I just have to travel out further, right? And I haven't I haven't done that yet, right? Sort of focusing on other things. But um, but that that was you know sort of speaking of COVID. That sort of that was another thing um that affected me big time but um but before we get into that there's this one phase um it happened between around 2010 where one of my contacts acquaintances in craigslist right mm-hmm. wanted to sort of we just we just had fun the one time but after that he was more interested about me as a person right he was legitimately like concerned like you know um, are you, what are you transitioning? What's happening? Right. Whatever. He started questioning those things about me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, well, right now, you know, I'm playing with cross-dressing. I like men and all this kind of stuff. And, but I, you know, um, don't really know where to go from here. Right. And he sort of opened up his doors when my doors were closing because, mm-hmm my family started needing financial help so there came a time where they moved in with me Um. yeah and all my sex toys were the first thing to go oh no (laughs) not get caught with all this here comes mom and lo and behold here comes dad and yeah my brother okay fuck i need to rethink this right i purged and that hurt a lot Mm. i a whole bunch of stuff probably i want to say close to eight to nine hundred bucks worth of stuff oh wow yeah that hurt and how how was that experience what did did you like drive around or you just know a good place to throw shit away or is your house i guess you didn't really care i actually cared because it was a very um small apartment complex and we just had one dumpster and it was it was weird this dumpster was kind of short so you kind of knew you opened up you could see everything in there right mm-hmm. one of those taller dumpsters we threw and you didn't care whatever and i didn't want to get caught um with anything so i got all my stuff put in the garbage bag and just drove around i think i drove around for like three hours <laughs> and i filled up the tank <laughs> Is it really a, a purge experience if you haven't driven around for three hours? Yeah, right. Yeah. There I am thinking about my life and everything and all this neat shit that I'm about to get rid of. And um, 
And I find this sort of place tucked away. It was next to like a liquor store. And there was a dumpster right there on the side. So I parked there on the side. Nobody's really there. You know, there's some people across the street, but they're not, they're not carrying or whatever. So that's where I dumped it. I dumped it right there beside the liquor store. And that fucking sucked. That sucked because immediately driving home, I was like, what the fuck did I do? Fuck. But come home and the next day, yeah, that's when my brother showed up and a week later, my mom and then my dad, and then, you know, we're all living together. And so that, that sort of slowed everything down for me. But I, so fast forward to 2010, um, this guy that I met in Craigslist who was starting to really be concerned about me, right? Started mm-hmm. asking, uh, and he opened up his doors. Well, hey, Joey, why don't you, why don't you, you can store your stuff here, right? I didn't have stuff at the time because I did it all, but that was the beginning of sort of, but I, I was also financially sort of hit because I was, I was supporting my, my whole family pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have as much resources to buy stuff anymore. So yeah, did not get back and do the sex toys, did not, it was more, okay, what can I get on sale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, started visiting Goodwill and all this kind of stuff. Right. And slowly just little stuff here and there, nothing extravagant. Um, but he let me store my stuff there, you know, oh. and even, even a year later, he said, where do you dress? I said, well, right now I sort of just get my stuff from your place and I'll get a hotel, right? And dress for a day. And how often do you do that? Maybe once every two months (laughs) because the hotels are expensive Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it was, yeah, it really, it was, it was so hard because I had my family with me and they're always checking on me. Where are you? You know, shouldn't you be home by now from work? You know, I was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it sucked. And then, but this this friend of mine, he let he opened his doors. He said, "You can dress here. Here, Aww. here are my keys. Right, here's a copy. You're welcome anytime to dress. Just text me. Let me know if you're going to be there, so I don't like come home with a bunch of friends or whatever. Right, and mm-hmm. you're there in the living room and fucking <laughs> Joey. Yeah, so, spread okay. eagle with a John Claude Van Damme yeah, riding a pillow. And Holy fuck." <laughs> Yeah, so he he was super nice, super nice, oh, and nice. like I I just had a fun. I think that was probably a good um, sort of wow. I want to say almost a decade where I just sort of escaped to my friend's place, right, and dressed and had fun and whatever. And sometimes I would I would have a I'd get dressed or sort of get dressed there and then um, meet someone, you know, for for a drink or whatever. But um, trying to escape to do my public sex explorations and all that was super hard. Could mm-hmm. not. So that was put on hold a lot, right? Um, and But the dressing did it for me. At least I got to dress. At least I had a place, even if it was for an hour. Like, after work, I can escape for an hour and then go back home, right? Or even during lunch break, he was close enough that I could drive during lunch break, <laughs> but it would sacrifice my lunch. Like I did not have time to eat. <laughs> right? Like, I was, Some like, sacrifices need to be made. Sacrifices in exchange for dressing, you know, that was an order. But um, 
But like all things, you know, things don't last. All good things come to an end. Mm-hmm. And my COVID hit, everything stopped. Couldn't go to my escape place. And sort of leading up to COVID, I had already made plans of sort of, there's a local sort of transgender cross-dresser friendly salon mm-hmm. where they offered packages like for for 200 something bucks, you can get a makeover and we'll take you out with a group of other cross-dressers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm saving up for that. I'm saving up for that. I'm going to do it. And I was so freaking close, so freaking close. It was like, I, I think I, I even called in and made a schedule, right? Like, hey, I'm going to come in next month around this. Said, Good, we got your book. Come in, bring your stuff, right? And they even had a small shop where you can buy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could, if you wanted to do breast forms or wigs, you could do it there. And I was like, well, I have my stuff, but I'll look at your store too, right? It's kind of cool. And, um, and then COVID hit. Hmm. all doors closed freaking yeah like sorry we're not open for business you know and then chaos everybody's locked down at home my brother has kids um so his kids were at my place and that wasn't really fun because (laughs) we're you know it was a tiny apartment and we're all trying to work and kids are trying to school and there's my dad, Mr. Military Dad. You know, <laughs> that was that was crazy. It's harsh and harsh in your mellow. Yeah, right. And and but when things started opening up, it's like I called the place up. Like they got to be open for business again, right? And mm-hmm. it's like I was getting no answer and everything. I so I drove by the location and they freaking closed. Mm. I knocked on the door and the guy said, "Oh yeah, they they closed shop like in the middle of COVID." Like they're not operating anymore. Like, oh fuck! And I had this like sort of, sort of big plan that was going to be my big makeup over. That was going to be my 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 opportunity to go out in public, right, dressed with other like-minded people. And it was also going to be a chance for me to get storage because, um, sort of before, during the whole pandemic, uh, my friend he moved so that that cut that one out system kind of cut it off right so and he even said you're gonna have to get your stuff i'm so sorry you know and i went over there and it's like well i can't bring this home this is gonna have to there we go that purge fucking hurt Mm -hmm. that one hurt that one really hurt because it was though it wasn't anything fancy these were things i got from goodwill and you know at a discount, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, but it t- tore me down. That's still like, very meaningful, regardless of the price yeah, of the items. Yeah. So meaningful. Um, and, and it was the fact that he was moving and I wasn't going to have this place anymore. You know, after COVID, I wasn't going to have this place anymore. Can't keep my stuff. I purged, you know, I cried. Like I gave him a hug and just said, thank you for, for, it was the ni- it was nine years basically. He gave me nine years to to give me that safe place. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. And and he moved, and that was that was the beginning of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that was the beginning because I didn't have any escape. That's that that my plan of going to the salon and getting a makeover it was gone. My escape place was gone. I purged all my stuff, and I was sad, angry, upset, and trying to stop. I was like, "Why? If I can't do this, maybe this is not meant right." That made it worse. When I stopped denying my <laughs> my feminine side, that made it a lot worse. So bad that I wasn't a. I was angry. I wasn't the happy, smiley, friendly Joey at work anymore. I was. I, I came home. I was freaking angry. I gave my dad lip. I gave my mom. <laughs> it was like I Joey all of a sudden grew horns. Is that possible? Yeah. It's like, yeah. You grew a tail. Yeah, I grew a pointed tail. Kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Man. Yeah, got right. one of those pitchforks too. Yep, yep. Ooh, pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I freaking had thoughts of suicide. Mm. Yeah, that was dark. That was freaking dark. But that was my sort of rock bottom of this whole thing. That's when I'm like, I was just anxiety, everything, you know, everything was coming in my world was crashing down. And I just, I went for the nearest resource possible. There was that kick group I was telling you about Mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think they're called FTM crossdressers or something. They kept changing throughout the years, so I can't really remember. But they pop up every time <laughs> I open the app. They're there, and I know where to go because I know their logo and everything. And, and the girls are there, and and some of them are are part of the crossyas community. It's um, Gina, uh, uh-huh. Raven, um, and and other girls from that community. They're there. Uh, even one you did an interview with. Um, and names are slipping right now, but there's a bunch. They all came in a wave. Yeah, they all just they were there. But I remember yeah. typing this message in Kick, and it was like, I need help. Like I'm hurting. I don't know what to do. I can't dress. I can't. Whatever. I'm trapped. What the fuck? And Gina said, "Hey," she messaged me offline, right, and just says. Hey, you should really, and she's been telling this to me before, you know, you should really check out that podcast, the Crossy House podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have some, like I told you, like it had some stories and everything, but there's some sensitive topics they get into and everything. So she dives more into it. And I'm like, really? Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot and everything. And at that point, I was desperate for anything, right? So closed the kick up, dug up Crossy House. For, okay, there's a whole bunch of episodes. I'm going to start from the fucking beginning. <laughs> That's maybe not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the start, like Giselle's first episode. Oh, yeah, fuck. Here, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because I, at this point, I'm like, <sighs> I need something. Mm-hmm. And I need lots of it. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to start in episode one. That was my <laughs> That was my thing. And it was 2021. It was around Christmas time. And I listened to, I think it wasn't even the third episode where I started feeling some relief mm-hmm. because there were these stories, right? And it's like, okay, I'm not alone. There's other people going through worse, you know? 
I can do this. I let me. I need to listen to more, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just went through the episodes, and I cried. I freaking laughed. You know, it was the stories were sexy. They were funny. Then there were some touching ones, and and that was my therapy. Like I said, that mm-hmm. saved me. That took me out of that dark spot, and all of a sudden I saw light. Mm-hmm. Like all these girls are doing it. They have their struggles. They're doing it right. I can get out. I can do something about this. So I started going about the whole thing. We're thinking it's the end of the world to what can I do? What can I do to, to change things? Right. I'm not going to give in. And so, you know, I think I was in my 10th episode already and I started making plans. Okay. Well, first things first, obviously I don't have a place, right? What can I do? Okay. So I just started looking. Hotels are probably the best option. <laughs> okay, hotels, but what about my stuff? All right, storage. Okay, right. Bottom line, it was all gonna cost money. Mm-hmm. Right. Rebuilding my my clothes, what limited clothes I have, it was gonna cost money. It was gonna cost money in storage, and if I want to get serious with makeup, it's gonna get it costs. It's not makeup's expensive, <laughs> even the cheap shit. Like. Like the, I don't know if you could see it, but I have a little bit of eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was noticing. It's not even because I just ran out of one. (laughs) Sisters, not twins. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, fuck. There's another ten (laughs) dollars. Yeah, that's my issue. When I'm like, oh fuck, I ran out. I just dropped this thing and it broke all over the place. So it's like, yeah, it's not freaking. It's not cheap. So. I was like, okay, resources. I need resources. And I'm not going to tap into the already hurting freaking bank account mixed in with the family and stuff, right? I'm not going to do that. Um, so I'm like, all right, what can I do, right? And, you know, just started going in through more communities, the cross yes, and I heard the stories, more of the, the escort stuff, that mm-hmm. episode, right, with the escort. Um so that got me thinking, oh, wait a minute. All right. I know that sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds like cross. Yes. Got joined the escorting. Not good. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It sort of complemented a couple of things. Like I wasn't done exploring sexually. Right. I'm a freaking, I'm a horny person. I need, you know, I need it. I'm not going to deny it. And, and I need to dress and I need to evolve and I need to put myself out there. So. I tapped into escorting, right? I was like, all right, I did it a couple times. Not for me. It was like, I wasn't connecting with the people. They were sort of just, a lot of them were just like, they disappear after the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was no contacting them or whatever. But not for me, fuck, what am I gonna, but it made, it, I got money to supply, right? I was able to get my storage unit and everything, but I needed something that wasn't working. It wasn't doing that, right? So, okay, forget escorting. Uh, looking into things and I discovered sugar dating. So do you know anything about sugar dating? I have no idea. I'm so okay. interested right now. Yeah, so sugar dating is escorting without the horror nature of it. Oh. Okay. So sugar dating is like traditional dating, except there's already a freaking 
uh, discussion about an arrangement. Mm. Like, first, we're going to get everything out in the open. What, expectations. How many times do you want to see each other? Right. And most importantly, in sugar dating, you're dating. You're not, it's not a one time thing. It's an, you're actually, you're seeing each other regularly, right? It's a regular thing. Um, and so we discuss, okay, what are you looking for, you know, in terms of commitment? A lot of casual dates, you know, what about intimate, intimacy wise? How often? All this kind of stuff. And what about the sugar? So the sugar is, you know, it can be anything from, uh, fancy dinners, gifts, sometimes gift cards, right? Um, so that sort of worked for me because now I can connect with people. I can carry on long-term relationships, right? See if it develops, right? Because so, sometimes some of these sugared um, relationships don't last and that's okay. But it's mm -hmm. The, the difference between the sugar dating and reg traditional dating is everything has already been talked about expectations and all this kind of stuff rather than you're dating and sort of discovering in the process as you go. Yeah. yeah as you go, which is a beautiful thing. If it works <laughs> um, with the sugar dating, it's just all out there. Hmm. It's all out there. And um, rather than second guessing, you know, you sort of, yeah. And by the way, I need the makeup budget, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Okay, I can help with that. Yeah, so we talk a lot about that, right? So the sugar dating, that's how it began. And how do you get into sugar dating? So with the sugar dating thing, um, are you familiar with the website Ashley Madison? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of sugar dating going on there. Hmm. Um, so I went in the... I, so the way I discovered sugar dating from escort was I was in an escort website, just collecting tips and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people's, you know, with their problems and suggestions moving forward. And one person typed there, you're looking for, a sh um, you shouldn't be an escort. You should be a sugar baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you should be looking for a sugar daddy. That's what you're looking for. Escort is not for you, right? So that was that was the moment that got me, okay, what the fuck is sugar dating? What the hell is sugar baby? And all that. So sugar baby is the provider. Sugar daddies are you are the givers, right? Hmm. Yeah. And it can be reversed, right? There's been some there's sugar mamas, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and stuff. So, so I... I started visiting, I started looking the term sugar baby and all this and, and got a list, you know, okay, visit Ashley Madison, visit seeking arrangements, um, visit what's your price. All these are sort of sugar world um, uh, communities, right? So, and then there's this one called freestyling where you sugar, you just meet a guy and you know, in a normal way in traditional dating, um, whether at a bar or a friend's party or whatever, but groom them so that you start year. I'm looking for a sugar daddy, right? Mm. And get into that sugar uh, um, experience, right? So that's called freestyling, 
right? When you're going out there and you're getting men that aren't familiar with sugar dating uh, and then familiarizing them. This is sugar dating. This is what I'm looking for. And there's a lot of women and, and some trans that have been successful with it, right? Um, I have not done that yet. <laughs> um, but I, if I see myself going out just in public, I might, you know, toy with it. But um, so far, the sugar dating has been work because so far it's been working for me because it provides the resources and I get to have these relationships, mm -hmm. right? I'm meeting people, I'm dating, and, you know, it takes away the whole one night stand type of stuff, right? Um, some girls have two sugar daddies. Some girls go just with one, some multiple, right? And currently I just have two. Um, and sort of just one sees me maybe once a month, the other one twice a month, right? And you know, I love I love the, the relationship because we're building something meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm getting my needs met, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, financially, um, at the same time, it provides, you know, that escape time. Like I can, I can escape, I can dress up during these dates. Right. And it, it hits so many bullet points for me. I can practice on my makeup. Right. Cause mm -hmm. they want to see their sugar baby freaking made up and, you know, ready for that date. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's sort of, that's the extent of sugar dating for me. Yeah. So yeah, there's a sexual aspect and there's the financial aspect to it. Um, and everything that relates to me being able to further my, my, my journey in dressing in makeup. Um, and more recently sort of my physical, right? So I cannot do hormones. I wish I could. Um, I'm just not there. Um, you know, so I do things like right now, um, this is just a push-up bra, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I do what I can. Yeah, I grew up my hair. Normally, it's just tied up in a bun. Um, I do shave now. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> um, there, there was a couple, you know, where I would dress and wear the skirt and I was like, oh, fuck, this doesn't look attractive. Right? No, no. You know, <laughs> It's like, I got to shave. I got to shave. So shaving is a constant practice for me. And I think the Asian side, the Filipino side for minimal body hair. Do you enjoy uh, the act of shaving? I actually do. So it actually feels like, like validating. I've heard people like, I hate doing it. It's too much time or whatever. I actually make an experience out of it. Like I get into the tub, freaking, you know, just partially filled, not all the way, just a couple inches, soap, water, and I'm shaving, you know, and I'm just, I put some music on, candles. I make a, like a ritual out of it. <laughs> I think it's great. That's it's like good self-care. I, I love it because it's like, it's, for me, it's like very validating. It's a very validating experience. It is. It is. It's so validating. And, and I think if you can make it a beautiful experience, right, then it's not a chore. It's part of the experience, mm -hmm. right? becomes part of it your journey it's a bonus yeah it's a total bonus <laughs> yeah so all that self-care stuff before it was like a chore oh i only got 20 minutes to do it i hate this right but i gotta do it no now it's like it's a freaking art 
right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Okay, like this is the best version of my eyeliner I have, like today, right? And it's getting better each time. The first one sucked. <laughs> it was like I blinked and it just oh fuck no. yeah, yeah don't blink yeah don't blink <laughs> all over my eyelids you know just <laughs> had this clown thing because I blinked. <laughs> you just better do the other side too. You know, yeah, got to make them even. Go put it even. Um, but it was just oh my god, being able to do makeup and everything and just and shave and dress and do everything and start caring for your skin, right? Start You start paying attention. I need to eat healthy. I need to, right? Uh, I need to sleep on time or, or get enough sleep. I need to hydrate, right? And all that, all that stuff. You know, it forces you, it forces, it's sort of um, like, like you're sort of in order to, to progress to wherever you, you want to be. I'm not saying this is for everybody or anything. You know, some people, they're fine how they are. But for me, it was like, I want to, I want to, I want to be that image. I want to, you know, I want to be as feminine as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do? I'm surely I'm not doing enough because I got a belly. You know, there's things I got to work out and, um, you know, and like, what can I do to get, like I want to lessen my muscles here, right? So there's a way, there's a process to to tone a certain way your body, sort of you're sculpting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your body, um, and even the breast, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, this is sort of a new thing in my journey. I have a butt workout, <laughs> yeah, a abs workout video that I that I freaking go to, right? And um, what's the other one? Uh, no, the breast, right? So those three: breast, butt, and and abs, right? Uh, I can I can share this too. This, I think a lot of girls please get do. It. How do you? How, what are the? How, I mean, what, how do you do these? Because oh my god, it's it's and it freaking. I'm taking measurements, but it's like I I've only done it for about a month now, right? And it freaking works. I'm not gonna say it's gonna grow your breast to magnificent proportions. No, but it's gonna it's gonna work on what you have already and improve it. Right? It's like you're you're taking you, one you're taking Billy and you're gonna make Billy a hundred percent of what it can be, right? Mm. Yeah, through these exercises and everything. And it's and when I put it together, like the boobs, the butt, and the belly. It's about an hour commitment, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to share the videos with you because I okay. think you'll get it. Yeah, and I think I'm going to probably post it on something. I don't know how we're going to do it. Or maybe we'll, we'll do the recording. We'll share the, the videos to yeah. the Cross Yas Confidential Discord chat server, which you can be, yeah. which you can find on the crossyaspodcast.com website. It's on the right-hand side. On the, somewhere on the right-hand side, you find it. Just click exactly. it, you'll find we'll it. Put it all up there and share because uh, we all, you know, I think we can all benefit from it. But it's just simple workouts, right? Like with the boobs, they do a lot of these arm movements up and down, mm. crisscross, you know, like this. And it's just tensing up your breast muscle, right? And um, and for the butt, there's a lot of, you know, plank. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. For the butt, it's a lot of squats, mm. uh, workout, squat-based workout, right? where you 
you know, you squat halfway and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's intense. Like I freaking broke a sweat. I did that early today and one hour I was fucking sweating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets better every time it gets a little bit easier, but you know, you have to put the work in if you, if you want to, you know, get any, any result and everything, no matter how much, right. I think it's worth it because it makes you healthy. You're getting exercise and you're working on what you have. Right. Yeah. Like, like you, Billy, like I noticed from the, the NSFW, not safe for work. Thread. Oh yeah. The, the not safe for work thread on the crosshouse <laughs> confidential discourse server. Right. I'm not advertising <laughs> it. Yes. I saw boobs. I saw Billy's magnificent boobs and yeah, they're, they're, um, they're growing. Yeah, no, they're growing. Are you kidding me? They're, they're fucking beautiful. <laughs> they're squishing. They're awesome. They're awesome. So I think those workouts will complement. Okay. They'll totally, totally just whatever the the hormones um, are doing for you, the workout is going to just amplify it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Try it out. Yeah. So, so that's where I am now in my journey, sort of on the physical part, right? Just... A little bit because i do want to sort of trim down on my belly and everything i am eating healthier a little bit more balanced diet less on the greasy foods you know it being sort of half salvadorian half filipino fuck the food is good but god damn they're not healthy oh, <laughs> Gis- i know giselle knows he knows i, I know. went i went to um kirsten at a birthday party last <laughs> like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. uh as I'm leaving, it's like, here, take more food, take more food, take yeah. more food. And it's like, I don't have room in my tiny refrigerator for this food. No. <laughs> okay, I'll take it just so you'll stop asking me. Yeah, yeah. That's like a Filipino thing. Every time you go to a Filipino, whatever, you're taking home food. And not oh, just I took so little much food home. Or whatever. You're bringing meals home. <laughs> I brought like a family's worth of week, yes. a family week or whatever, a week worth yeah. of family meals mm-hmm. for myself. And it's like, I can't do this. What am I going to do with all this food? It's so good though. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I need to do that in moderation. So, so this year has sort of been a uh, very big on the physical part, like watching the food, watching, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more balance in the diet more veggies, more, you know, stuff. Yeah. And um, that's about all I can do. You know, I can't get into the hormones or whatever, but I will do what I can through diet, through exercise, through the self-care that we talked about, the the skin, the shaving and all that kind of stuff. Um, And if I do get into any type of hormone, and I don't know if this is true or not. I read that there's some truth to it, yet it's not as effective, right? It's very minimal, and I might, I might do that. It's, it's hormones through creams, mm-hmm. right? So topical mm-hmm. uh, uh, way of receiving it, right? So not as direct, not as effective or whatever. But if anything, I might toy into that. Yeah, just the creams. That's it. Have you thought about like microdosing? I have not. Um, and I've heard you talked about this before on a couple episodes. Yeah. yeah Steph, before. Steph, um, Steph F. She, she started out microdosing mm. and 
I mean, just she she didn't have like a whole lot of like physical changes. I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to speak for her. She didn't have like maybe maybe she has, and I just haven't seen them because I haven't really seen her in mm. a while. But um, I think it did help her like with a lot of the mental the mental stuff. Yeah. You like know? for me, that was the biggest bonus was the mental stuff. Like when I I, I, I always say this in the podcast, and I'm going on my one year follow up, so it's, yeah. it's still true. Um, you know, what, they ask me like, "What are your expectations on hormones?" And I think they're expecting people to say, "You know, I'm looking for like giant knockers, and maybe not knockers, but yeah, <laughs> giant boobs and like a fat ass or whatever." And like I was just like, "I'm just interested in the mental stuff." Yeah, and everything else to me is bonus. Total bonus and beautiful bonuses. You know, if, if you nailed it right there, Billy, what you said is very important. When, when you're able to be right up here, the mental state, mm-hmm. I strongly believe it transfers towards the physical. It's like oh, yeah. connected 100%. If you can be good internally in the, your heart, your mind, right, it's going to it's going to translate into the physical a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So more power to you, girl, you're, Thank you're you. doing it. You're doing it. You look super happy. I remember listening to your first interview and everything, right. It was a totally different mood. I can't listen to that one. It's so hard, <laughs> it's so hard to listen. Well, trash to. It. You gotta leave it up. It's gotta, it's gotta be a point of reference, right? No, I know. I, I, so I'm really open like with everything in my life nowadays, yeah. with like basically anybody and everybody. And anytime I start telling like my life story, I always start it pretty much the podcast episode. Yeah. So I've I've started condensing my story, and I'm just like, yeah, if you want to listen to it, just just go to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to it like what actually happened at the yes, time, yeah. and not my my you know my catfish or my fishing story where everything got bigger <laughs> and crazier and whatever. Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to get this episode and use this as my explanation. Like, I'm going to freaking bookmark. Okay, you want this? Jump to number, you know, this time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the episode. Yep. Um, it's super important, though, what you're doing. Um, uh, you know, your your progression, like even opening up to your friends and everything. That was That was a recent episode I listened to a couple weeks back. Your friends coming over. And you're able to have this just open conversation and not a care in the world. You know, you're Billy, they're them, and you guys are co-mingling, you know, acceptance. Mm-hmm. So powerful, so powerful. I was so happy when I when I saw you guys together and everything, just cracking up, throwing jokes and whatever. It's like just normal stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, love- so like, that's how I feel about myself. I feel, I feel like I'm just myself like i'm not like anyone special like i'm just a person yeah. i'm just being myself that's all i'm doing that's all that matters that's all that matters and i, I like i've really developed the mindset of if, you know somebody else has issues with it that's their problem that's their problem to deal with that's not my problem right there and i discovered that a little bit late and i'm still internalizing that thought you know that way of thinking it's and one I, of those things you have to get to yourself like i could tell you all day like yeah you fuck what everybody else is thinking mm-hmm. but until like until it clicks the connection mm-hmm. comes into your head and you know those 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 whatever's are flying around yeah. you know those zaps or zap zip zapping and whatever you know it's not gonna not gonna it's not, and, it's and not gonna be a thing it's not you're right 
And there's no, there's no way of saying, yo, you got to do this and this to get to that point. The only thing I can say, and this is just based on my limited, you know, and my journey and everything is you have to accept yourself first, first and foremost, and let it be, let it grow mm -hmm. naturally. That's how you're going to get to that point. I don't know when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, but until you accept yourself and are just totally in sync with it and live in it, right? In that moment, mm -hmm. you're not going to reach that point um, any sooner. Nope. It, it might, it's going to be longer if you're lucky. Happens you're when it happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, if, if I can help others get to that point, that that's, that's really what I want to do. I love that. Like my, my life's goal, I think, this is the way I've been thinking about it lately is um, yeah. I want because so kind of backtracking a little bit. Yeah. I'm thinking about myself a lot because um, I get Google photos all, all the time, like sending me old <laughs> photos. Like, remember this time six years ago? And I'm like fucking miserable looking. Yeah. And I never smiled. And, and I have a few trans friends like their church and just various people throughout here, throughout the area here. And there's some of them like they just never smile. Like they're going through with everything, but they don't have their smile. They don't have it. And I want to help people find their smile. Very important. Something as little as a smile. I mean, it just lights up. Not just yourself, but everything. Your everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something so simple. Yeah. And I have to say, I have to say I'm smiling a lot more. Oh, you know, there I had dark times even before the depression stage of my journey where I was always a serious, I had a serious look and everything because I wasn't doing this. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was freaking purging it. Well, you know, if, if, if ever you know, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's it's so hard to go through all that shit alone. Yeah. Anytime, yeah, anytime I'll, I'll listen. Thank you so much, Billy. You you and the girls in the, in the Discord and even the girls at the kick, you guys know who you are. You girls know who you are. Right? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Joey, you fuck. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Sugar baby, what the fuck? Yeah, right. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, right. <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more before we mm. close. But mm. uh, but yeah, no. Um, you guys have just been totally hmm, cannot say enough. And I'm gonna continue and be with you guys and and just sort of be part of you guys, right? Mm -hmm. I wanna be there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But just sort of, yeah, more to that stuff I was talking into is, and this is sort of, I've been toying with it, been playing with it, and I, I'm kind of digging it. Um, amateur porn. Hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I was digging amateur porn for the last <laughs> nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the way I got into it real quick is, Sugar date, the guy said, Joey, 
you should consider filming, right? Have you ever thought about it? I said, I have an Instagram, I have this and that. I kind of like it, kind of dig it, you know? I do some teasing post, whatever, and said, but porn, I don't know. I don't know, you know, but it started getting thinking. Like, mm -hmm. After that date, I was like, it kept, okay, oh, fuck, what if I could? Like, you know, what, what, should, what was that going to look like? So, so I toyed with it. I, I, I got a dildo and I filmed myself writing it and fuck, it felt good. <laughs> I think it taps into that public sex sort of, mm -hmm. um, feeling, mm -hmm. right? So there's that aspect. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I, I dig it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, something about just, I don't know what it is, but, um, I think they're connected. And, and so I've been actively sort of networking people in the sort of, uh, content, adult content creation world and everything mm -hmm. and amateur level, um, and met some interesting people and connected with a few interesting people and sort of discovering how that process is going to look like. I have lots to learn and everything, but I did. I went for it. I did a porn shoot just recently um, and it felt good. It just mm -hmm. felt liberating, like <laughs> getting out there and everything and just this is the sexual fucking joey energy that needs to spill out right is is uh is the is it out it's freaking out it's freaking okay. out uh, yeah so um i did open a pornhub model account oh right? okay okay so, so there's a whole application process to doing that and everything and got that settled and started posting there um and uh I'll send you a link with all this shit. Okay. <laughs> There's a link with all this shit um, that leads to everything, right? Okay. Yeah. And um, I do a blog. Um, I started podcasting uh, a little bit la uh, last year. What's right? your podcasting about? Sexual stuff. Just like sexual. Yeah. It's all just um, the it's sexual like Right. It's, it's like cross-dressing and everything, yeah, with some transgender, pangender stuff, but with that sexual sort of theme, mm. right? Are yeah. you talk, Are you just like by yourself or do you talk with other people? I am by myself, uh, though the, the opportunity of interviewing porn stars, trans porn stars, cross-dresser porn stars is starting to get into the mix. Oh, interesting. <laughs> because one of my episodes was I was freaking... Um, commentating on a Pornhub clip with a crossdresser, mm -hmm. right? And I was watching this and I was just commentating, right? And I shared the link and everything. I was like, oh my God, she's so hot. You know, I'm just talking what's happening and everything, what I like about it, what I, you know. And like a month later, I get a freaking Twitter message. Hey, I listened to your, I'm that girl. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're, you're Mariah CD? Yeah. Right, you're the podcast, the one who did that, right? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I was, and she wanted to do this interview. I was like, I want to get over. Can I do an interview? I was like, I've never done one. <laughs> yeah, we could. So that's sort of in the works. Mm. We're 
you touch base, we connected until we get our schedule aligned, sort of. So, yeah, the podcast is very sexual. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in within the cross-dressing transgender community, yeah. So. I would love to be on there as far as like um, me being. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm exploring myself for the first time sexually. Nice. I haven't done anything yet, but it's okay. definitely like on my mind a lot. So I would love to be on your podcast. Oh my God, I'd would, love to have you over there. You would love to have me. Like in the beginning stages of sexual exploration. Yeah, like I want to know all the tips. Like, cause like I, I, you know, I get on apps and stuff and I get matches, but like I get. I get too fucking scared to like send yeah. messages. I don't know why. I, I, I'm perfectly fine and comfortable being with like anybody in person yeah. or messaging anybody friend wise. But like, as soon as it starts getting into that aspect, like I don't know. There's I'm so much terrified. to talk about. I think we could talk about a lot of good things with something like that. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Let's do it. How to deal with the dating websites and all this kind of stuff. Oh fuck. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's set that up. Yeah, that would be so cool. So What's the cool. name of your podcast? The name of the podcast is Oh My Gosh, Joey. Oh My Gosh, Joey? Yeah. So okay. O-M-G-O-S-H, Joey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and if you want to hear my sexual exploration, Oh My Gosh, Joey <laughs> podcast. And anybody willing to explore their sexual side in the cross yas community, yeah, you guys are welcome. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's intermingle. Let's 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 freaking unleash the sexual energies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, it's just so fun. I'm just having fun with it. That's and I think I think that's the good thing. When you're having fun with it, it's gonna last, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just gonna last. Just having a good time, and um, the blog. I mean, all these things like the social media websites, the the podcasts me coming here now this is a, a, a opportunity for me to sort of put myself out there where <laughs> i can't go out dressed where i can't whatever i can do it through these outlets you can still right? be visible in some aspects yes in some aspects right and it might be the stepping stone that gets you to the next stage mm-hmm. right don't this ever is- never like uh minimize mm. the small steps yeah exactly small steps lead to Big the, the huge leaps, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I totally agree. Because you're like, oh shit, I did all that stuff. Why uh, did I do that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just been it's just been a wonderful, beautiful journey. And thank you. I want to thank you for having me. Of course, of course. You know? And uh, and any you know um, anything I can contribute in any way, I'd okay. love to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again sometime. Um, and also, I would really love to be on your podcast. Oh my god, I'd love that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You might you might be the first one before because it's the other girl is so busy doing her porn, so <laughs> well, I, I can make time. You, I think we can. We might be able to connect first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll be your. I'll be your your guinea pig. Yes, yes. Just do like me and don't come prepared. Yes, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll come out with an outline. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think we got to leave soon okay, to have your right. limit. Um, awesome. Do you have anything else you'd like to say or add or ask? or? You know, the one thing I just want to say is more power to all of you girls. 
in the community and and you know just getting your stories out reaching out and it just helps all of us um you know one what one thing might not matter for some for somebody else it might you know so put yourself out there don't be afraid um like me coming onto the show now today with billy this was a big step for me i've never done this i've never I never put, and I'm considering letting this whole video thing come out. I'm considering it. We'll talk. We'll talk a little bit okay, later. We'll talk about it. But um, but you're very beautiful, by the way. I haven't told you that. But you're very gorgeous, especially thank for no hormones. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. That means so much to me. Um, and I, I just love you guys. Have been a part of my journey, whether you guys know it or not. You touched. Oh, I, I know it. I know it. Giselle touched me. All the other girls touched me uh, in some way. There's a connection. There's a bond. Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. Cool. So, hugs. Hugs, hugs to all yeah. of you. Hugs well, I, thanks again for coming on, Joey. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you and, and meeting you. This is our first time talking together, I think, by the way. This is our first time. I know we chatted and you turned me on with the whole watercolor thing. That was oh, yeah. beautiful. You're a beautiful artist. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, love I haven't it. done it in a while. I'm going to do it yeah. again sometime. Um, but yeah, um, thanks again for coming on. I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to share your story and, and being visible and, and some small aspects. But they're huge for you. So they're not fucking small. They're huge. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and thank you, know, taking time too for this. This is very special um, for all of us. So thank you. I very really welcome. appreciate it. And I look forward to more interactions. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yes. Cool. All right. Awesome. Really love. Love you too. Right. Bye. Bye. I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story, have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.